the audio-based social media platform Clubhouse gained lots of users, positive media buzz, a lot of popularity, and uh, some people heralding it as a new kind of paradigm in terms of how people communicate with each other. Uh, But uh, there does seem to be maybe a lull in this uh, accelerated growth for Clubhouse. There is also the question of how you monetize this user base that you've been able to to gain. And so uh, there are now uh, questions as to what Clubhouse will be doing in terms of charging or trying to generate that kind of revenue. To give us some more uh, analysis on this, we're pleased to be joined from New Jersey Institute of Technology, Yvette Wan, on the line. Hello. Hi. Professor, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, so we saw, and I, I think some uh, industry analysts had expected that once Clubhouse came in and, and created this splash, uh, the, the big tech social media giants like Twitter, they would say, well, look, we can just add this feature into our um, um platform and we have this existing base, they might like this and uh, they might eventually eat into uh, Clubhouse's market share. Uh, Do you think that is the main reason why we're seeing sort of this kind of plateauing of the Clubhouse popularity? Well, I think this kind of plateau is something that we see in most social media or app, new Mm. app kind of um, adoption. Uh, But there's a couple of unique things about Clubhouse. Like, first of all, Clubhouse became very popular during the pandemic uh, when people were very lonely and craving more ways to connect with each other because of the lack of social interaction. And now that the world is opening back up, I think there are other ways to connect that they, that Clubhouse is losing its appeal. Um, a second thing is also that people are always very excited about shiny new things, and that novelty effect is wearing off. And at the very beginning, Clubhouse was good about attracting um, kind of some celebrities such as Elon Musk or Kanye yeah. West, But these are not people that are continuously on the site, and it's very uh, difficult to consistently attract top-quality content creators. And there was another aspect of Clubhouse was sort of its uh, elitist image and the uh, the FOMO, the fear of missing out of a lot of people saying, we're in the cool crowd, Um, we're Apple users, Uh, we've got these uh, premium devices, and we're the only ones that can access this. That kind of turned off a lot of people. Uh, Personally, being an Android user myself, I was just like, well, I'm not necessarily inclined to then necessarily uh, want to, uh, first of all, purchase an, an Apple device just to be able to access this. And then second of all, maybe now as they are trying to open up the platform to Android users, which is a far larger user base, uh, it may have been a little too little too late. Do you, do you agree that that strategy, um, uh, in hindsight being 2020, may not have been the best? I mean, clearly, inclusivity was not a priority. Right. But I think it's also understandable that a new application, when they're trying to test out new things, they want to start out small mm-hmm. before diversifying. Uh, of course, not being the founder, I don't know if the lack of <laughs> inclusivity was intentional from a philosophical perspective or if it was just a matter of convenience related to cost. That's right. Um, the iOS platform, of course, very different to develop for than the Android platform. And perhaps, as you say, working out all of that kinks specifically on that one platform uh, may have been the intent rather than sort of creating that image of um, exclusivity that um, may or may not have uh, turned some of the users off that might have been more inclined to, to, to uh, try out Clubhouse now that it will be open to the wider public. Let's talk right. about then monetization. Yeah, go ahead, please. Oh, I was just going to say that 
I mean, uh, very typical of kind of startups that come out of Silicon Valley, or this is very Western-centric way of approaching uh, application development. And so it could also be that, you know, the people that they were working with are just more familiar with the iOS platform. Right. And that is actually something that uh, we've noticed here in Korea as well, because there certainly is that segmentation among uh, people in the know uh, using the iOS platform versus um, the wider public who uses Android, but might be kind of left out of these kind of things. In terms of these payment features that Clubhouse is trying to introduce, you have now participants who look at some of these popular speakers and say, look, I want to get some support to them, whether it's that Patreon model that we've seen or the YouTube Super Chat or uh, from Twitch, uh, uh, where where a lot of the the Twitch viewers will uh, give tips to their favorite uh, streamers. Do you think this kind of feature that Clubhouse is trying to do uh, will be sort of a boost to their fortunes? Um, I'm so glad you asked that because this is a major topic of my research. Okay. And I've coined this term called uh, digital patronage to refer to the phenomena where fans are able to directly support creators. And I think with services like Clubhouse, it's essential for there to be good content on the platform to attract more users. But in order to attract more content, you need to offer some good incentives for created, uh, creators to use the platform. And currently, there's very little to no incentive for creators to use Clubhouse. So I think this is one step in the right direction. But attracting top creators will require much more than just having one monetary system. So hopefully, they um, they will be able to think of some more diverse features. Yeah, because, um, again, I, I don't want to just uh, talk about one platform, but Twitch does really have a diverse array of uh methods right that that a streamer can can create that kind of revenue whether it's through subscriptions and and tips they can have a separate patreon they they can they can um turn users uh to uh maybe a separate youtube platform and and so on and so forth and i I suppose uh, clubhouse would have to follow again a, a diverse model to try to attract those kind of um high profile content creators to to be able to adopt their platform Absolutely. I mean, Twitch has been very innovative and way ahead of a lot of other social media platforms in terms of the way that they've uh, evolved, uh, the different ways that people can support their favorite creator. Um, It began with just, you know, subscribing to someone for like a fixed number of money per month, but Mm -hmm. they kept adding and adding new features. And I think that that's kind of what you have to do because not everybody will want to support their creator in the same way. And so, like, thinking of those new features and ideas um, will be essential for Clubhouse to succeed. Ultimately, do you think that it would be in their long-term interest to to think about um, uh, whether they want to stay independent for the long term or uh, eventually tie up with one of the giants? One thing with Twitch, which we're talking about here, is because of um, the fact that Amazon acquired it and now uh, through, let's say, for example, an Amazon Prime subscription, a lot of these users find it much easier to be able to um, get support to their favorite content creators. Same thing with YouTube, right? If you if you subscribe to YouTube uh, Premium, uh, you can have subscriptions and get money to your uh, favorite streamers. That is something that Clubhouse would probably have to consider going forward in terms of options, which probably, quite frankly, in terms of their small state, uh, would be difficult to envision long term. Uh, that, that's Uh, I think that's partially true. I think that the Amazon's acquisition of Twitch um, gave it more resources. And, uh, of course, it's uh, linkage to the uh, Amazon Prime linking Amazon Prime with Twitch Prime was a huge incentive for people to participate in Twitch Prime. 
Um, however, uh, the new kind of features that um, Twitch came up with are not necessarily uh, from a direct benefit of being an Amazon affiliate. And mm. I think that mm. is kind of due to the creativity of the team within Twitch, which kind of, I'm sure it's affiliated, but it's like not directly under Amazon, if that makes sense. Right. Um, and so I think there are definitely, like coming up with new and exciting features is not necessarily uh, actually being a smaller application. It's easier because mm. of the various financial hurdles that you right. need to go through um, in order to implement financial features. So, yeah, I think that okay. um, in terms of creativity, um, being smaller can make you more agile, mm. um, but definitely not having the kind of infrastructure of being able to like hire right. more people to think about this or work on this uh, is, can be a disadvantage. Well, Professor, we're going to have to leave it there, but thank you very much for joining us. Hopefully we can talk again soon. Thank you. Thank you. That was Professor Yvette Wan from New Jersey Institute of Technology. We'll be back in the second hour after this.